It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port and number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. When we go out to eat, we never agree on where to go. I want burgers, pizza. Tacos it is. The one thing we do agree on is we all want unlimited high-speed data. That's why we switch to Metro PCS. Stop by Metro PCS with the whole family and get four lines with unlimited LTE data for just $100, period. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Offers require port and of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network. During congestion, the fraction of customers using more than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Video streams up to 40p. No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions. Love Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event, Shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
to your heart and we live and learn tonight we are all about uh, the education the elevation and the entertainment of the show and hopefully we will educate you and elevate you with some of the information that you'll get my name is mike t i'm your host welcome to the love zone usa you are inside the zone with yours truly along with our uh, producer tony tony's here and uh he's on the mp3s and we're going to uh you know, let the music flow tonight. Yeah, we're just going to let it flow. We've got a special show for you this evening, and we uh, consider this one very special due to the fact that news events and things that I'll be talking about uh, will will make this very relevant. And we have three excellent panelists this evening. We're going to have a panel show. That's right. We have three excellent panelists, and we're going to start off with... Uh, telling you about our panelists and before i do that the title of tonight's show is the mistress the mistress and why are we doing the show well because as you probably heard in the news lately and i could go back to you know many different uh news accounts and news events but uh you probably heard um about a football player. His name is Ocho Cinco, or Chad Johnson. Uh, and he was uh, recently, about six weeks ago, he was uh, married. And he was married to a young lady, Evelyn Lazada. And they got married. And now she's filing for divorce. And allegedly, the reason for the divorce is because of the fact that uh, she was getting groceries out of the trunk of the car and found condoms in the uh, trunk. And they had an argument, and allegedly he head-butted her during this argument. Then she filed charges for domestic abuse, 
which I think is wrong of him if he headbutted her. I mean, you know, hey, if you if your aunt is caught in cookie jar, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Other than get a lawyer, and we got him coming next week. <laughs> get a lawyer. No, no need to put the headbutt to her. You're a professional football player. Come on. But anyway, that's that's all what the uh, news accounts are saying. But it's behind, and they listed the young lady's name. I forget her name right now. I'll have to look it up. A young lady that he's been having an affair with. And I presumably the affair has been going on as, as uh, I guess, into the marriage or the engagement. I would say it have to be into the engagement and the marriage. Because if a woman is upset about you buying condoms before you met because the date is on it, yeah, she can get over that. While you're dating and you're dating her and other women, probably that will be uh, enough to raise the hair on the back of the neck. But when you, you're in the engagement period or let's say the, the the date on it was somewhere in engagement or the marriage period. Uh, as my cousin's wife would say, it's time to black out. <laughs> she does. She, she's blacking out fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting, I'm just keeping it real. She's going to black out. <laughs> so get ready. Pots, pans, whatever, you know, you're going to get called all kind of names. And if that's what went down, then, um, that's the reason for the divorce, and it's been filed. We're here to spread love all over the world, so by doing this show, we want to educate you on how to avoid some of these situations or give you some more insight to it because, you know, it, 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 hey, temptation, call it what you want. Um, my guest, Miyasha, she has written a book, The Diary of a Mistress. And when I was reading the uh, chapter, talked about a young lady coming on to a man. So are we weak individuals where we are tempted or are we pursuing these uh, mistress relationships? We're going to find out tonight. And uh, I can tell you, whichever way it rolls, it's, 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 it's not a good look. It's not a good look. So with our guest tonight, uh, Miyasha, who's written the book, Diary of a Mistress, we have Dr. Gwendolyn Goldsby Grant, who has been a Essence columnist and relationship advisor, and she's been at Essence over 25 years. She's formerly, you know, known over there for her writing and, and discussions about relationships. And we also have a young lady who has uh, is a former mistress who considered on coming on the show and talking about her, um, you know, escapades and possibly giving us more insight as to, you know, the woman's side. Of the mistress story. So sit back, relax, as we're going to get into some music right now. My name is Mike T. Let's get it on with this one by Mr. Billy Paul. We're talking about mistress. This is called Me and Mrs. John. Here is Me and Mr. 
Hi, this is Phil Perry, and when I listen to love songs, I listen to Love Zone USA with Mike T. Doesn't get any better. And we will be looking to spend an evening with our friends and fans on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Won't you join us? We'll be live to share our music and hear from you, the fans. So be sure to call in to 347-539-5729 on September 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to the LoveZoneUSA.com where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. All right, my good buddy, Russell Tompkins, Jr., the original lead singer of the Stylistics. They'll be right here, and we want you to be here, too, to stop by, call in, and say hello. And before that, you heard me and Mrs. Jones. Mr. Billy Paul had the pleasure of promoting that record back then. CBS Records, distributed by, uh, well, it was Philly International, distributed by CBS. 
And we had the producer on this show as a champagne toast, Mr. Leon Huff. I think we need to get Leon back again as well. So let's talk about this show a little bit more before our guests show up. Uh, Brian Dunn, do you know who that is? Brian Dunn. That is what? Well, he was the CEO of America's largest seller of electronics, you know, Best Buy. He was making over $10 million a year, and he got let go because he was found inappropriately with a mistress. That caused his demise. So people think that Ocho Cinco, or Chad Johnson, his uh, losing his job with the Miami Dolphins, which is reportedly was going to pay a million dollars this year, Plus a reality show, even Ocho, which they dropped him, VH1. And then a divorce. People think that's expensive box of condoms. Yes, it is if you're going to lose all that. But uh, when you put it in perspective, the CEO of uh, Best Buy losing his job, making over $10 million, well, I think I have to put that up there in the jackpot category. When you talk about a mistress. So what is it about a mistress that makes a man want to lose his job, his wife, his family? What's the lure? Are we tempted by them because you are successful? Or is it because when you become successful, women are attracted to you and you can't resist temptation? What is it? Which which one is it? Well, I can tell you for a fact, thank God I've never been married. Uh, when I first got in radio, whoo, they were coming at me like <laughs> bees to honey. And thank God, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no way a young man in his 20s could get in radio, have a successful career in radio, and get popular and kind of resist the temptation that will uh, be thrown at him at that stage in life. Now, there's probably exceptions to the rule, but I'm going to tell you, whew, that that's, yeah. <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, I'm getting off a shift, and there's a car waiting for me. Hmm. Yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning, or 6 a.m., 1 to 6. I remember the shifts well that I worked. And there were ladies waiting for me. Never. <laughs> Matter of fact, in those days, I didn't need a car, but I had one. <laughs> and uh, as as the comedians joke around, the singers get all the punani. <laughs> And the comedians come next or rock and rollers or top on the list or whatever. Trust me, when you're in the limelight, it gets thrown at you, fellas. So if you're in the playgrounds, right, or you just came home from the playground and you're listening to the show and you're you're working to get in the NBA and you that's all you're doing right now is playing in the playground, playing the playground, getting good at your craft, yada, yada, yada. No women are coming up in the ballpark while you're sweating and the sun is shining and it's hot. And, and you're not seeing any girls coming at you. Get a paycheck. Become successful. And try to be oblivious to women. 
Hmm. Hello, knock, knock. Is anybody listening to me? Hello, is anybody out there listening to me? So you think, as Richard Pryor said, you just brought it on yourself. (laughs) Not real. I'm not going to make excuses, but there are occasions that because you're in the limelight, you are successful. You will meet women more in that capacity than you will when you're not. Trust me, I know. That's why I'm talking about it tonight. I can talk about it. It is the lure of a woman thinking that you're married even more attractive to them. Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. For some, it's a challenge. You think we men compete? (laughs) We're amateurs. Trust me. (laughs) Take it from me. We are amateurs. When a woman wants something another woman has, they say hell hath no fury of a woman's scorn. Well, ladies, that's why I'm doing this show tonight. I want you all to know that it's one thing to be a player. But it's another thing when you you think you playing somebody and they 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 are after you. Don't think it doesn't happen. We're going to talk to our guests about this tonight. I don't know if the women can, uh, you know, attest to any of this, but uh, I surely can. So why don't we get into some more music right now? And we're going to talk about uh, uh, more of this. The mistress coming up with our guests this evening. Right now, I'm going to get into some more music compliments of my producer. And here is something by Aaliyah. Title. Yeah. If your girl only knew.
the Love Zone USA.
spanking new from Alicia Keys, A New Day, here promoting our uh, new hip-hop station that's going to be coming on the air this fall. Yeah, we hope to get it uh, all set up for you this fall. And if you know someone who wants to be an announcer and has personality for hip-hop in today's R&B show, be sure to uh, have them email thelovezoneusa uh, at gmail.com. Or you can just go to our Facebook page. We got auditions set up, and there's a link there. I might have to put it back up tomorrow so it's back at the top. When it slides down, I see a lot of people don't scroll. I know I got a good friend. He says, Mike, when you write me an email, it's too long, and I got to use a scroll bar. Just note, I didn't. I, I haven't read it. <laughs> it's got to be 140 characters or less, and I, and I got to get used to that. See, they told us to write letters when I was in school, so I'm going back. Looks like we have our guest in the uh, green room, and uh, I want to also let you know that next week, uh, before I bring our guests on, tonight's show is about the mistress. So if you do have a situation with a mistress and we don't resolve it tonight, well, then you need to listen to next week's show because we have world-famous attorney, um, Mr. Raul Felder. He's been called the Duke of Divorce, and he's one of the top divorce attorneys in the country. Hopefully, Evelyn Lozada will call in because I think he could lend some advice. As he stated, uh, you don't leave divorce to an amateur. You don't leave that to an amateur. If you can't resolve it and you can't come to some type of reconciliation, then be sure to uh, listen to our next week's show. The Duke of Divorce will be here, Raul Felder, the uh, celebrity attorney who handles divorces. So I'm going to go to uh, line one right about now and uh, bring on our first guest and bring her on. Then we're going to have a whole panel of guests. And I want to talk to this young lady. Her name is Miyasha. Is that correct? Did I pronounce it correctly, Miyasha? Yes, you did. I'm proud. Oh, boy. I was going to say (laughs) something else, but I said, let me take take a wild stab at this. Uh, Very pretty name. Very pretty name. Before you start off, how did you get that name? Um, my mom gave it to me. Do you know where she got it from or how that came about? No, I don't actually. Okay. That's very different. Very different. I was reading a bit about your background and we understand that you're an Essence top uh, bookseller or best-selling author in Essence. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, yes, I'm an Essence best-selling author. Um, I've been writing books. Uh, since 2006. Actually, this month is the sixth anniversary of Diary of a Mistress. And, um, you know, after, you know, getting in the book game and establishing a fan base right away, I was fortunate enough to become a bestseller early in my career. And um, it just stuck with me. I have a tremendous fan base. I love my fans to death because they've been so supportive since day one and they continue to support um, even as we speak today, six years later, Diary of a Mistress is still a top-selling novel. Wow. Now, this is a novel. So let's go back a little bit and tell our audience why you wrote this Diary of a Mistress. Do you have experience? Was this was this just something in your head, or do you know some people? How, how, did, how did you come up with this particular topic six years ago, no, no less, and, and then, um, you know, write a book about it? Well, um, I've been with my husband since we both were 14 years old. And, um, you know, over that uh, amount of time through high school and college, 
those are the years that, you know, a lot of people go through a lot of different relationship issues. And then coming out of college, they usually settle down and get married. And still in marriage, and, you know, there's issues that come up and that people have to deal with, um, you know, all, every day. So for me, the different experiences that I had, um, there was never a mistress situation, but just the fact of how a lot of females um, go after men who are taken, especially if the man is um, what you would call a good man. If they see that this man treats this woman with um, a certain amount of respect and um, the love and admiration that he has for his woman, um, there's women who who like that, who want to try to challenge that, who want a piece of that. You know what I mean? And so Diary of a Mistress kind of came about from, you know, me seeing how that how that plays out and also seeing the flip side of it where there are some good men in this world, despite what many will say, and that there are some men who um, who are innocent, you know, but there are still women who will try to conceive this plan to attack that man's relationship. And you got into that in the first chapter of, of your book about the gentleman who seemed to be in love in his marriage and at work one day. Um, uh, you alluded to in the chapter that a woman saw him sleeping at his desk, and that, that part really touched me. And uh, she whispered in his ear, and she had uh-huh. been trying to get to him. Now, uh-huh. you say you, you gathered most of your, I guess when you write a novel, and, and, and forgive me because I'm not really familiar with how novels are written, but uh-huh. you've taken these ideas from what you say, the experiences that you had seen around you? Yeah, usually it comes from um, a variety of things. It comes from personal experience or other people's experiences mixed with some imagination. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I get ideas from music or sometimes I'm asleep and I'll get an idea. So it really pours in from, you know, all different places. And then the book is pretty much created. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we're going to talk about the book a little more uh, during the course of this uh, panel discussion, because I want to bring some of our other guests in, but uh, I I just definitely wanted to talk to you and and open the show with you about this book, The Diary of a Mistress. And uh, we're going to talk about where the people can get it. And uh, I I read that you have some elaborate um, book signings and parties uh, to roll out your your books. Do you have other books in this genre talking about this type of subject, or all of my books are really scandalous? I will say that, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're all uh, yeah, they are. Um, and um, the characters are really memorable. And a lot of times, I have um, twists and turns. That's pretty much what I'm known for. So. Um, all of my books are about different subject matter, but they definitely all are page turners. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't wait to turn the page after. Uh, well, I was caught between work and yeah, I got to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, I have to agree with you on that one. And I, I read that in in your bio. So why don't we get into a little bit of uh, some more music before I bring my other guests on, and we're going to bring them on and talk to you again. Uh, would you hang in there with w- with me? 
Be inside the zone? Definitely. Yep. All right. All right. We're going to talk to Miyashi in a little bit more about her books and uh, how this all plays into tonight's show. But right now, I want to get into one of my favorite songs. And before we start that song off, ladies and gentlemen, if you think The Mistress is just a new phenomenon today, listen to the words by Smokey Robinson Jr. But this is put on a new dress because I'm going to play it for you tonight. You may never have heard this version before. It's by a group called Ray Goodman and Brown. And the lyrics you probably know that sound like this. A heart went out to play. And in the game, I lost. What a fright.
yourself this question. Is this how love is supposed to be?
outside the zone. I had to play that one tonight. Woo! Yeah, for summer of uh, 2012. Yeah, music to put you in the mood. So how did you find your way back into my life? Here inside the love zone, well, let's take it to our next guest before I bring them all in as a panelist. The next young lady I want to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, is a former mistress. I'm not going to use her last name, but she has been an actual mistress, and we want to talk to her for a bit, and then I'm going to bring in Dr. Grant and uh, bring back our author as well. But right now, I'd like to introduce to you a young lady who's had experience as a mistress, and we'd like to thank her for coming on and uh, shedding some light on this uh, whole phenomenon that's been around for many years. Like I said, started off with the song, Ooh, Baby, Baby, My Heart Went Out to Play, and in the game, I lost you. And that's what Ocho Cinco is experiencing right now. Those words were written many, many, many years ago. So, Diane, are you with me? I'm with you, honey. Diane, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you, honey? I'm doing great. I'm I'm so glad that you uh, accepted my invitation to come on the show and talk about this. So tell our audience your name and how you got into being a mistress, because uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not something, you know, in the fourth grade when they, you know, say, Okay, what do you want to be when you grow up in life? And people raise their hand. That's probably not a thought. So how did this happen to a young lady like yourself? Well, first, my name is Diane, and I don't define myself as being a mistress. It's not something that I define myself with when I was going through it. It's definitely not something that I define myself with now. Um, it just sort of happened. Honestly, um, it was a friendship started out many years and just sort of moved over into a relationship. Okay. And when you say a friendship, um, many years, because we're going to be doing a show on that uh, down the line. Um, it's called the friend zone. We're in the love zone now. But many, oh, no. many women stick a man in the friend zone, and he can't get out of that usually to get into yeah. a relationship or a sexual relationship or an intimate relationship. Right. So how did this gentleman get out of the friend zone into the love he, zone? He wasn't really in the friend zone. Um, in my situation, um, he was in a position of, I would say he was in a position of power. Okay. Not necessarily over me, but just in a position of power in our relationship and I knew he was married, and when I met him, of course, I thought he was good-looking. I'm sure at that point he thought I was good-looking, but, you know, it just, it wasn't, we weren't, I I just wasn't there at that point. So you didn't work with him? him. You didn't work with him? Oh, no, no. Although I do hear that that's how things start with many mistresses and many extramarital affairs, but no, that wasn't our situation by any any means, no. Now, did you know him prior to his marriage, or you met him after the marriage? No. I met him knowing full well that he was married. Okay, okay. So meeting him knowing he was full, full, full well that he was married, I would presume that wasn't the initial intent, even though he was good-looking. No, by no stretch. No. I mean, of course, he was good-looking. 
yeah, he was good looking, but no, there was no intent when we met. We were, like I said, we were friends for a couple of years before anything happened. So now he, you know, he's married and someone who makes the first, because somehow we got to cross this line of going to coffee, going to dinner, going to a movie. No, there was no coffee. There was no dinner. I mean, we had, we had a relationship business. We had a business relationship. Okay. And so it was comfortable for you guys to be together anyway, because right, it was very comfortable. Exactly, very comfortable for us to be together. And um, I think maybe both of us maybe had a little bit too much to drink one night. Okay. And our relationship, because I think there's a difference between being someone who cheats for a sexual reason and then someone who cheats for an emotional reason. And, and, how, and for sexual reason, it can change into an emotional reason, and that's the hard part. So, okay, he doesn't. He he's not in this to cross the line. You're not in this to cross the line. No, uh, I I have boyfriends. He obviously has his wife. We we have relationships. Like he has his relationship. I have my relationship. Okay. Multiple okay. relationships over a couple of years before anything happens between him and I. And this is going on. You guys are well. When you say going out for years now, my question is, like you said, you had some business relationship together, so it was automatic to be dealing with one another on a professional. Right. Level. We dealt with each other on a weekly basis. Okay. We saw each other on a weekly basis. We saw each other on a daily basis. We had business together. And so and, he was very aware of my emotional relationships and obviously me being aware of his marriage. So one night it, it's a dinner, it's alcohol, and it's the attraction. He jumps out of his friend zone box some kind of way. I, I'm trying to figure out how you get out of friend zone. Because we're going to do a show on this. <laughs> well, see, I, this is not a friend zone situation because, you know, I'll call on that another day. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. this is not a friend zone situation. This is a business this situation. Is a so, well, I okay. say friends, but just sort of to put it in context, I guess. Um, I think it was just um, a situation where we ran into each other and both of us had had too much to drink. Okay. And that has how it started. All right. So now that's a one-night affair. Nobody has That's to. That's a one night thing. Nobody has to know. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a complete sexual situation that night. I mean, there was some things, but it wasn't like we went straight to the bedroom. Right. By any it, stretch. It, 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 that that night, you remember it crossed the line, but it just. It crossed the line, right? But it, it didn't crossed block. a line, but it didn't it cross did. the line. <laughs> the line. Okay, so how do we get from? It crossing the line where I'm sure people are feeling good about it on one hand, and then they're having a little remorse, and then you're approaching the other person, right. and it's awkward, and it's like, we shouldn't have done that, and the, the two eyes meet, and that's either a phone conversation, a text conversation, or it shouldn't have happened. But So how does it get to uh, situation I'm, number two? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie and say that it didn't start as a sexual thing. 
once we sort of crossed that first line, first line that just just that first line, maybe just with some little kissing or something like that. Okay. Once it crossed that line, it was no holds barred. It was okay. This is ridiculous. You're attracted to me. I'm attracted to you. I didn't really ask questions. I didn't really feel like it was any of my business what was going on between him and his wife and why he was at my house instead of at home. Okay. So I wasn't in a relationship. It didn't matter to me. I had come out of a very difficult and painful relationship a couple months before this, and for me it was easy. Okay. It was easy. It was, it was I didn't have to be vulnerable I didn't have to give myself over because I knew that the end result was that he was going to go home to his wife and I was just going to enjoy what I had at that moment. The moment, okay. And okay. that's how it started. Obviously, that's not how it ended. <laughs> well, let's get to, well, that's the beginning stage. And I guess it right. heats, heats up from there. The burners get turned up. Were there oh, vacations? Yeah. Were there... Uh, let me ask you, how, well, every time you guys met, were these business meetings after, no. you know, across the line? I would, how does, I guess my bottom line question is, how does this married man stay out overnight if that, I'm, I would presume that happened? There were never overnight with us. There were never overnight. There was. No, there was um, only one time that he stayed at my house to a point where it was maybe questionable when he came home. Okay. Um, however, given his profession, um, I'm pretty sure that his wife was used to it. You okay. Know, he, he wasn't a nine-to-five. His job required him to be gone for quite some time during the day. So okay. really it was never an issue. So his job allowed him the leeway to not to, to for it to not be questionable with when he was gone, I guess, from his wife. Right. I mean, I don't know the dynamic of their relationship. I just know that as a normal person being in a normal relationship, he worked twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. And that was normal for him. Okay. So I assumed that his wife wouldn't question the fact that he didn't come home until, you know, midnight or 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so it wasn't overnight. No, no, there was only one time. Yes, it was late night, but there was never any overnight. And I didn't didn't get vacations. I guess I'm not a typical mistress in that because I'm a very independent person. So it was, I didn't want to feel that. Way. You didn't want to feel kept. Right. Okay. And okay. Was very good about letting me feel kept, but not keeping me at the same time. Did you guys? And I'm sure you had conversations about this uh, after. after oh. The fact. So many conversations. Many, so many. did you want to take it further? Did he want to take it further? I mean, there's this attraction going on. Probably, it's. I would have to in layman's term, call it animal attraction, is it leading into something where somebody in the bed is saying, you know, we we should, we should, you know, I don't know how you approach that conversation, but, and you weren't questioning his situation at home. Was there any conversation where he, it was leading to, you know, we should be together? 
other than what um, you, you both knew you were doing? I He brought it up a couple of times of leaving his wife, and I told him not to. I, I mean, again, it started out sexually. It ended very emotionally for both of us. Towards the end, he was the one that would bring it to me that, you know, you never know what's going to happen and, you know, maybe I leave her and was very adamant about the fact that I didn't want to end up being her in the fact that I knew what his job entailed. I knew what his lifestyle was. And I didn't want to be at home with the kids for, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours a day waiting for him to come home while he was out doing someone like me. (laughs) Okay. So when he would bring up maybe possibly leaving his wife, my initial, well, not even initial, but my reaction always was, please don't leave your wife. For, I think for both of us, we were just, we were just filling a need in each other. He was filling a need for me, and I was filling a need for him. So maybe that might not be a, a traditional mistress situation, although our relationship did last quite a while. And when you um, say quite a while, how long was it? It lasted for a year and a half. Okay, okay. But and we were... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Apologies. No, go ahead. And, and you were what? No, we were just, um, we were, I think we were just both filling a void for each other. You know, they say that men cheat for sexual reasons. Women cheat for emotional reasons. Okay. I was in a relationship. He was. When I found out that he was still sleeping with his wife, I questioned him. I was like, why are you sleeping with me then? Because I don't understand. Men cheat for sexual reasons. This is not normal. (laughs) (laughs) For him, it wasn't a sexual reason. He didn't need me to be there for him sexually. He needed me to be there for him for other reasons. And I didn't quite understand that at first. Okay. I want to bring in one of our other guests, Diane. No, no problem. Dr. Gwendolyn Goldsby-Grant. Dr. Grant, are you with me? Yes, I am here. How are you? Wonderful. Great subject. I uh, thought you would be Mm. able to lend some insight to this. And did you hear our other guests, uh, panelists, Diane? Yes, I heard Diane, and she really defined it well. Uh, Women cheat for emotional reasons, men for sexual reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. So, She's Doctor, absolutely correct. She's absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, Doctor Grant, mm-hmm. I, you know when, when I when I look at this, and I want to bring our author back in as well, um, mm-hmm. Yasha. Uh, what what do you have to say about you know the 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 business relationship uh, between the two? That, uh, like I guess in most instances, is the guy at work and the woman at work, and then right. they end up you know, in these affairs. Uh, well, there's a, there's a reason for that, because they spend more time at work with these people than they sometimes spend with their own wives. So there's a whole lot of, uh, what shall I call it, temptation going on because of that, all the time spent together. And, and let me tell you about men in high-profile uh, careers. These men tend to 
think that somehow they are expected to have a mistress, especially in some countries. Uh, that high-profile men of high estate expected to have a mistress. France, for example, um, even high high-profile men who are in government. We saw the case uh, uh, in the news, uh, I think, last year. So some of that has to do with what's expected of men. Um, their sexual prowess defines their manhood, not their marriage. Mm. So men are caught in a bind. They called me when Hugh Grant was out on the strip with the black prostitute, and they asked my opinion. And I said, men have been sold a bill of goods about their sexuality. They get married for social status. But for to prove their sexual, their sexual manhood, they have to go out and get themselves some strange stuff. And mm. it's all a crock. Uh, because men must, they define themselves through their sexuality. Uh, Diane is right about that. And sometimes women get involved in these affairs for emotional gain because they're unhappy or they had a bad relationship, and then they find themselves in uh, the mistress category. But I found out there's a new woman out there. Uh, She takes control of the situation. She doesn't feel like she's a victim because she's a mistress. And Diane sounded to me like that kind of woman. She didn't mm. feel victimized. She feels she had control over the situation. Mm. That, that's the new mistress of the 21st century. Wow. She didn't exist in the past. Because what I found about women, they're in the marketplace now. And in being in the marketplace, they set new rules for themselves. They're they're no longer uh, somebody's sex object. They're a full participant as Hmm. a mistress. And that's a new woman. All right. Now, now, Miyasha, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. And what do you you have to say about that, especially with the characters in your books and some of the experiences that you've written about? Uh, What's your feeling about what you've heard? Well, I agree with both of the women um, in terms of the reasons why most men and most women cheat. But um, speaking from the experience that I wrote about in Diary of a Mistress, it really boils down to a selfishness um, from the woman's standpoint. And even it sounds that way um, when I heard Diana, it was like she said she was filling a void. And for her, it was um, very easy to have this relationship with a man who she knew was married because it it benefited her. She didn't have to worry about tying, you know, any strings to this guy and, and having to be vulnerable. So in that sense, it's a bit of a selfishness involved. And um, for, for the character of my book, the man's point of view, his um, friendship that began with this woman, in his eyes, was an innocent friendship. And um, I think what a lot of a lot of times when it starts as a friendship, if the man doesn't tell his wife about this friend, he's saying to himself that it's innocent, but he knows that there's something a little bit more. And a lot of times that can lead to the trouble, and that can lead to the relationship going further, and in which case um, he ends up with a mistress. 
So I think if you're in a relationship, if you're married and you start a friendship with a woman and your wife doesn't know about it, it's not as innocent as you may portray it in your mind to be. Well, well, Dr. Grant, could you yes. explain to the men, and I'm being one of them, uh, mm-hmm. about this emotional women, women cheat for emotional reasons? I, I mm-hmm. don't. Un, I guess many of our men may not understand that. How, how does that? How, 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 can you explain the emotional cheating? Yeah, because women's sexuality is inside of their emotions. They don't see sexuality. A man's sexuality is ever available to him. It's hanging right there all the time, his right. penis and his scrotal sac. So it's always available to him. Women's sexuality is more in their spirit rather than in their body. It's in their mm-hmm. emotions. So, therefore, women tend to go into sexuality to feed their emotions and their spirit. And let me change a word. For, um, she said something about being selfish. There, I have found in my studies that uh, some women find a married man not just because she's selfish, because he's safe. Huh? Hmm. He's safe. Huh? Uh, he's safe sometimes from venereal diseases and all the others because he's a married man. So to, in her mind, he also becomes a very safe man. And maybe she maybe she doesn't want a long term relationship. Maybe she wants to feed the moment, and well, that why, why, man why suits the, the moment. Man. Why why do it with a married man? Enough single guys because in the park. he's safe. He's safe. She don't. She doesn't have to get into a oh, long okay. drawn out emotional relationship. Maybe she doesn't want that. Okay. Uh, she just wants uh, some of her needs met, and he does that for her. Uh, this this new data about the new woman and her mindset about being a mistress has changed within the past two or three decades. Well, I see ABC is doing a series on it this fall called The Mistress, and it's going to be different than the one that was years ago at the BBC over in London. Right. And this one seems to be like a, a Sex in the City kind of show. Right. Promo and, don't, and don't forget the fact that which is forbidden has the most appeal. Hmm. So so married men are also forbidden men, and they may have the most appeal to some women because they are married. Hmm. Okay? Wow. So I, I, I have discovered, uh, having written for Essence for 25 years with 8 million readers, I've gotten every side of the story that you can imagine uh, why women become a mistress. And those reasons are really, really varied. Right. Really varied. Well, I'd like to have both of you come back because I want to explore this a little further. Yeah. We're going to take a little bit of a music break here and uh, come back with Miyasha and uh, Dr. Gwendolyn Goldsby Grant. And you, our audience, if you want to chime in, I want uh, our guests to hang in there with me for a little bit as we get into some more music. Then we're going to come back and talk about some of these varied reasons that uh, women become mistresses here inside the Love Zone USA. But right now, we're going to talk about some real love. And here's how you get real love. This is Eric Benet. You're going to fly to Love Zone USA.
on September 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to the Love Zone, USA.com, where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. Yeah, Russell Tompkins Jr., the Stylistics will be here. Uh, that's after next week. Next week we're going to have uh, Raul Felder to talk about divorce and manimony. So uh, be sure to be here for that. I want to bring in our guests, uh, both of our guest panelists. Uh, I want to bring in Miyasha and Dr. Grant. But before I get to Dr. Grant again, Miyasha, one of the things that we're going to talk about in the upcoming weeks are these novels where it's romance novel novels, and it and the question is, do you think they help relationships, hurt relationships, or do they plant a seed for relate for for these relationships? in the mind of people to maybe act on this as in society, we look at video games for kids. Is that why a lot of youth are using guns in these romance novels? Do you think that um, plants a seed possibly for, for people, uh, adults acting out on some of these wishes and, and um, dreams? Um, I definitely do from the response that I get from my readers where they actually, a lot of women who say that, Diary of a Mistress made them think twice about, you know, their own actions or their own behavior. And so I, I can see where these novels do plant a seed, um, of course, depending on the subject matter and depending on what it actually concludes, whether it could be a good um, situation or a bad situation um, that these people act on. But the bottom line is... Um, as a writer, I mean, we do have a certain amount of responsibility to at least try to show all sides of the story, and that way people can make decisions um, informed in every in every aspect, including the consequences. And, Dr. Grant, what do you think about these romance novels? And I'm sure a lot of women, you know, there's one out now that people are talking about, Shades of Grey. I haven't read it, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be pretty spicy and and, and scandalous, and women are reading. They're talking about it on TV. I haven't read it as of yet, but uh, what do you think about these? Uh, I think truth. Things? I think truth. Truth in fiction is an instructor. Let me repeat that. Truth inside fiction is an instructor. And just because the information happens to be scandalous, it doesn't mean that people are going to act on it. But they, one thing I find out about these novels is people begin to examine their behavior behind reading the novels. So I find, because, you know, back in the 18th century, men were persecuted for writing scandalous novels, okay? Oh, really? up the ridicule and taken to court, yes. But I think truth is the answer. When you, when you have a truth in there and you're writing about a truth, you're also revealing human behavior to us which is instructive, okay? It doesn't have to be destructive. And I, and I really think uh, destructive behavior is, cannot be assigned to one dimension, to a novel. All kinds of life experiences teach people destructive behavior, starting from their youth all the way up to their adulthood. I don't think you can blame one thing for anything, okay? Okay. Well, I guess then, you know, when I get bits and pieces on these uh, sound bites on news and they talk about Shades of Grey, for example, and right. they're talking about page turners uh, as as 
Miyasha had mentioned earlier, right. then I think women are looking for this sexual experience that they're not getting at home, maybe. And, and mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, pres- mm-hmm. presuming this, just looking at it from a layman's standpoint and looking back. Well, I, I, looked up, I looked up both definitions of mistress in the dictionary, and it says a woman who has a continuing, continuing sexual relationship and receives financial support from a married man. That's one definition. And here's the second definition that's very interesting. A woman with ultimate control over something. Mm. Those are two different definitions of the mistress, and it's in the dictionary. Wow. I think think what's evolving is that second woman who who really uh, gets involved as a mistress for sometimes for financial benefit or that she w- she wants to be a player rather than be played. Uh, I like what Diane said. She said, I did not want to be her, her meaning the wife. So mm. therefore, she refused to get into uh, uh idea of marrying him, okay? Uh, that's what I call a woman who's taking control of her life. She doesn't allow her sexuality to take the control. She allows her largest org, uh, sexual organ in her body, which is her brain. So so what do you women think is worse? Is it the man's acting out on the fact that he's come home and told you that he's had a sexual relation? Or are you more pissed, or are women more pissed that another woman has invaded their space? What, what's the reaction there? Well, you know, because I, I got I got I got to think. You know, when Hillary first found out that this thing was going to go in the news, oh, yes. that Bill was, you know, having sexual yes. relationships with, with this intern, she probably wanted to headbutt Bill. Mm-hmm. But that's my presumption. But I'm wondering, Dr. Grant, Miyasha, mm-hmm. what, what what do married women? What do you think they feel when they are first told about these affairs? That yeah. All these emotions that they're going through, and who were they mad at? Mad at first, I guess, mm, foremost. Mm. They always feel responsible for his baby. That's number one thing. They're less than a woman. I I devoted chapter five of my book, the best kind of loving, to breaking it down for women. Uh, that you are not responsible for his erection and what he did with it. Okay, and that's another thing. She feels like she's less than a woman. But Hillary Clinton didn't feel that. As a matter of fact, they called the New York Daily News, asked for my opinion about Hillary bringing everything out front. And and she decided to not carry that burden, to expose it publicly so that so that she could share this experience uh, with the whole world rather than going back into a corner and blaming herself that she wasn't enough woman for him because that has absolutely nothing to do with it. And Miyasha, what, what what do you think about that? Do you think the woman is more pissed at the man or pissed at the woman? Or when you write, I guess, in, in any of your you know writings, uh, do do you ever confront the wife or the husband telling the wife and and that coming up? Most times, it seems that the women are pissed at the other women. Right, right. I mean they. They're definitely pissed at the man, but it seems like they direct more anger and more attention to the woman, which I don't understand personally because in the case of a married couple, it's the man who has the responsibility to, you know, be faithful to his wife. It's not the mistress or the the girlfriend 
right. for the other woman. It's not right. her responsibility. He's, he's but, making a um, valid uh, commitment. I'm sorry, what was that? I said he's making a vow and commitment, and you can go ahead. Right, right, definitely. But a lot of women will, um, they believe and they feed into the theory that a man is going to do what a man is going to do. Right. So they kind of expect their men their men to cheat at some point, but they feel like if the woman wouldn't give them the opportunity, then it couldn't happen. So they put all the responsibility and the blame oh, on the woman. other woman. As a matter of fact, I call it sisters in common. Actually, they, they are in the same place, actually, for different reasons. Uh, and therefore, I, I feel that a woman needs to stop thinking that he's getting something from her that he's not getting from you. That's what makes her feel like that, that the other woman is the enemy, when in fact mm-hmm. both of you are in the same position, Okay. And, and and some women say um, uh, 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 he need to, needs to make up his mind. Well, some men don't want to make up their minds. I wrote, but he has already made a decision. He wants both of you, like a child with a lollipop in each hand, <laughs> loving every lick. And that could be a, a situation there. But I, I worry about sisters who focus only on the women. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's a self-esteem issue also. Uh, not feeling very good about yourself as a woman. Uh, so, I, so, so. I, I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I really teach women that you are a full person, full-fledged person with or without a man. I even give them affirmations to repeat. I was a person before he came into my life. I'm a person while I'm with him. I'm a person if he departs. Well, what do you think about this uh Ocho Ocho Cinco situation. I'm I'm thinking, you know, six weeks into a marriage, I'm in sexual bliss. I don't care what mm-hmm. nobody thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got to be a bad day in the neighborhood. Six weeks after marriage, you're not getting any as a man, or you're arguing about this, or you got to find extracurricular to help satisfy you. I'm thinking you're in sexual bliss at this point. I don't know that the receipt was a recent receipt or it was during the engagement, but. Allegedly, according to the news, that she found the receipt, and that's what caused the argument. Was it the fact that he was having sex during the engagement or during the six weeks of marriage? I don't know when. Then nobody discussed the date because I think that's very key to this, you know, since we've been through the OJ thing and timelines. But either way, the fact that he had condoms in there, it's a problem. So what do you, what do both of you think about this Ocho Cinco thing? And a marriage, and I think she's broken the record with the Kardashians because she's only been married six weeks, which I think the other one was 72 weeks. Or I don't know what it was. i, I got to look it up. Well, I will say with the um, Ocho Cinco situation, I mean, you know, from what we know publicly, right. um, it seems as though he was probably unfaithful the whole time. And what some people don't understand is that marriage really doesn't change right. that. You know, marriage is just you saying vows and uh, a, a piece of paper, but the behaviors tend to carry over from dating into the marriage. And a lot of women marry men thinking they're going to change their behaviors once they say vows. But that's not the case, and people shouldn't even get caught up in wanting mm-hmm. to get married to somebody who's unfaithful to them to start with. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I, I wrote in my book that some men like to play the stud, you know. To him, every act of lovemaking is like some kind of heavyweight championship, and he's defending his title. Mm. <laughs> and so everything has got to be a knockout for him. And that psychology doesn't is not dismissed because he said, I do. Okay? And it's a psychology that runs rampant with some men. It's like being out on a football field. I mean, it's all about championship in this particular area called human sexuality. And some men have it bad, and that ain't good. Well, I want to bring in another caller right about now. It looks like we got another caller on the line. And uh, got, I got uh, someone on R. Sims on line four. Sims, are you there? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, it's a gentleman. Hi, Hi, how are you? Great, great topic. Welcome to the Love Zone. And uh, you have a comment, question, or or something you want to uh, say to this yeah, uh, topic? Yeah, something I just wanted to add in. I, um, I want, actually uh, wanted to agree with all the ladies that's on the panel. And um, I really appreciated the part where uh, Dr. mentioned about the power of a lot of What, what's that? Oh, I was hearing a noise. I didn't know if that was me or not. Um, okay. One thing that I wanted to I wanted to say is that we don't talk about new woman as much. The new woman is the one that's having the power, the control of the relationship. Actually, and I remember I was speaking at an organization, and I um, asked men if you could ask the woman that you have to fail with, it, it would be okay if she would expose herself to your wife, would that you, would you think that that would be okay to her? And some men said, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so. But no, because she will no longer be in control. She will no longer have the power. That new uh, person that Dr. Gwendolyn was talking about, because having that power, knowing, having that control that, you know, I'm in this control, you're the one that is in the affair with me, but I'm going to control it. As soon as you lose that control, they'll disappear. As soon as you say, you know, just say, hey, you know what, I tell you what, I want to tell my wife about this. She'll disappear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very good point he's brought up there. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why we've got to reconsider what a mistress, and while um, as a Maisha is writing her novel, she needs to create that character. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because yeah, because she's, that, she's that there, she's out, out there. there. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's out, out there. there. The new one. The uh-huh. new yeah. one, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah most definitely. And, and this I is think, where the threats come in. Right. This is where, you know, uh, the power, you know, if I don't get this, if I don't get that, she knows that she has that power. She comes right. in. And right. knows, and she's like, you know, well, you know, and and the male, the male is threatened, you right. know, and he's like, well, okay, 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 I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, right, you know, but as um, soon as you straighten up and say, I'm not going to take this anymore, uh, you know. go for it, Maisha, you create a brand new character, and uh, probably your books will go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, um, I definitely know that type. It reminds me of. Um, Years ago, Lil' Kim mentioned it in uh, one of her raps. She was going to throw shade if she couldn't get paid. 
You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's common knowledge. A lot of uh, mistresses that are out for financial gain and are out for the vacations and the diamonds and, you know, the materialistic objects, that's the way they slay. And so the things do, um, you know. Not, o- not, only the, not only the material gain, Maisha, but also the power gain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the power right, gain. Right. The power gain, you know, uh, where a woman no longer feels like a victim of her own sexuality, that she has the control and the power. That's and, right. Uh, right. And that's, a, that's, that's very uh, good writing, excellent writing. It'll, it'll start a, a national conversation. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you guys all to hang, with, hang in there with me because I want to talk about how they can get your books, how they can get in contact with you. And, Mr. Sims, is there anything else you'd like to say uh, before we uh, you know, go into music, Greg? Uh, yeah. No, no. I'll, I'll just hang around and just keep listening. It's a really good um, good, good topic. But, um, you know, I like to um, – I might call back in if I have something else to say. Oh, he's a feel, smart brother. Feel free. Feel free. Yeah. We're glad okay. to have you. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to go into some more music, and I'm going to have uh, Dr. Grant and Yasha hang in there with me for a little bit because we're going to tell you how you can get their books, how you can contact them, and how you can uh, definitely stay inside the zone. Right now, I'm going to give you more good music with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Here's a song entitled Guiding Light. I think you definitely need that in your relationship. If you find that you have to cheat, you need a guiding light. Here is the size of love
kisses there here inside the Love Zone USA. You're inside the zone. Yours truly, Mike T. Next week, we got uh, Raul Felder, world-famous celebrity divorce attorney. Be sure to be here. And I want to bring back both of our guests so they can tell you, uh, well, first, uh, Miyasha, why don't you tell everybody how they can get your book as well as some of the other books that you have out because you have so many. Boy, I'm telling you, 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 you've written a lot in the last six years. I was looking. So uh, tell us about your website, how they can contact you, all the good stuff coming up. Come on. Well, my website is Miyasha.com, M-I-A-S-H-A.com. I also have an app that's free for um, iPhones and Androids. It's all Miasha everything. All of the information about all of my books are um, on my website and on my app. You can follow me on Twitter at Author Miasha or Instagram at Author Miasha and also on Facebook, Miasha. And do you have any uh, um, book signings or Wine and tastings that I can come to or our fans? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely have something really major coming up um, this fall, and okay. I'll definitely keep everybody posted about that, something really different and interesting that I'm bringing to the book industry. I understand you're doing a play or you've done a play, and well, am I, did, I correct on that? I did produce a play um, for my first book, Secret Society. Okay. Well, do you plan on doing some of that in the future? Definitely. Um, I'm really. I've been working lately on um, film scripts, okay. so that's where I'm headed now. But I definitely have something in the book uh, industry coming really soon as well. Well, Miyasha, I appreciate you coming on the Love Zone USA. It's been a pleasure having you, and would love Thank to bring you. you back again and have you oh, on wow. our show with other uh, topics that we'll be doing in the future. Of course. Thank you. All right. And, Dr. Grant, uh, yes. why don't you tell everybody how they can contact you and get your book, because that's been out for years, and uh, yes, we'll make sure that they're... Yes, it's become a classic. Um, um, Amazon, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, the book is available there. And I love this young woman uh, and her writings. Miyasha, I, I have a few words for her from a character I just created in my mind. Um uh, this is what this new mistress would say. I want your body and just part of your mind. I don't want to destroy your marriage. Relax and enjoy the ride. We are on cruise control, not chaos. Easy does it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm giving that character to Miyasha. She sounds like a great writer. Yeah, she's uh, she's one of the one of the best, and I've read yes. a lot about her. Yes. So, uh, Doctor Grant, in yes. closing, um, I, I just have to say again, thank you so much for lending your oh, insight yes. and coming on I to love the Love it. Zone, and uh, yeah, you know, lending a, a viewpoint to the to this particular show here tonight. Yeah. I'm and so I, glad I think, to have you. I think we should. Yes, thank you, and I think we should tell women that the first person you ought to fall in love with and have a lifetime affair with is yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. It will protect you against all kind of offenses out there, the love of self. And it doesn't mean that you're selfish. All righty. That's my last word. 
Well, Dr. Grant, thank you thank so you. much for coming on the show. I enjoyed and the show, we, Mike. We will definitely have you back because we have some other topics that I know I need to have you on for. Yes, absolutely. I think you have a great show here. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Dr. Grant. So in closing, uh, like I said, next week we're going to have Dr. Raul, uh, well, Raul Felder. He's an attorney, world famous, celebrity attorney, and he's going to be here talking about divorce. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. And we're going to close off this evening. You know, if you're going to get into uh, one of those relationships, fellas, and you have to cheat, just remember, end it early. Try to get out of it. And just say what we're going to say here tonight. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. Here's the Manhattan. This has got to be the saddest day of my life. Thank you so much for coming to the Love Zone. I called you here today for a bit of bad news. I won't be able to see you anymore because of my obligations and the ties that you have. We've been meeting here every day. And since this is our last day together, I want to hold you just one more time. When you turn and walk away, don't look back. I want to remember you Let's just kiss and say goodbye.
Store where total confidence awaits. Our daughter's off to summer camp and we're worried our network coverage won't reach her. Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. Our phones run on the nation's best 4G LTE network. It'll be like she never left. The nation's best network? I feel better already. Now you can focus on how you're spending your summer. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get total confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in New York. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com.